Hello. Hello. All right. Okay. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the uh, weekly Barker Sports Podcast. Um, these will be going up every uh, Saturday um, around 2 o'clock. I know we're starting a little early this time. But um, we have plenty of sports topics to discuss today, even though um, obviously all sports are on delays right now. There's plenty of news to talk about. And mm-hmm. um, the first thing that we wanted to discuss is the MLB's plan for return in May. So I'm reading this off of ESPN from Jeff Sam, And in his article that was written April 7, 2020, He says that Major League Baseball and its players are increasingly focused on a plan that could allow them to start the season as early as May and has the support of high-ranking federal public health officials who believe the league can safely operate amid the coronavirus pandemic. So um, what are your thoughts, Hunter, on a isolated baseball season in one one area? I mean, it's... I think it's it's good for baseball. I mean, a lot of people want to just see baseball and see sports happening. So as for me, I mean, of course, I would like this. I just I want to be able to watch something sport-like, like other than soccer, like international soccer. I want to be able to watch baseball. So I think it's good for uh, the MLB. And this is also going to be a good thing because now they're making money. So that's another thing that goes into, like, having the MLB keep running as well. Yeah, um, Hassan goes into detail how the plan says that um, all 30 teams would play games with no fans, obviously, in the Phoenix area, which includes uh, Chase Field and the, yep. um, the 10 spring training fields that are in Arizona. And um, if need be, Arizona and Arizona State's baseball fields. Yep. So um, players, coaching staffs, and other essential personnel would be um, they would be basically isolated at uh, local hotels where they would be traveling only to and from the stadium. So um, do you think that players would be players and staff members would be willing to give up, you know, living with their families for months just to play baseball? I mean, it's, it's tough. I'm sure every diff- I, I'm sure every player has their own opinion, but like, I don't know. It's 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 probably gonna go both ways. I'm like I'm sure like uh like players that have kids and stuff they're gonna they're it's gonna be really tough. But I think it's gonna be something that they feel like they like because they're gonna be making money in this hard time, and they're also gonna be you know <clears throat> giving entertainment to those at home. So like it's that that's gonna be one way. And then the other side is be like, well, I kind of want to stay with my kids. I'm gonna miss them for like four months. It could go both ways. I think most players, though, are probably going to want to play, uh, but that's just me. I'm not sure how it's actually going to be. Yeah, I um, I think if this um, – the MLB on Tuesday said that, well, the one location plan has been discussed. We have not settled on that option or developed a detailed plan. So it is possible that, um, you know, families, like immediate families, such as their, you know, spouses or – you know, boyfriend or girlfriend, and their children would be able to um, play, you know, or travel at least or stay with the hotels so that way they're not away from their families. But um, as it says here, there's plenty of plans and the same uh, type of 
plan would be um, was originally discussed in Florida, but obviously as the coronavirus has been a major, there's uh, so many cases there that 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 um, plan has been scrapped. So do you think that like baseball would be able to play without like in that strict isolation or do you think that the plan would falter after a couple of weeks? I, I think it will be able to work as long as everybody, like, sticks to the plan and doesn't, like, argue with it or, like, think of anything else. I think it needs to be strictly to the plan, and it should run smoothly. And that's what I'm thinking. Because you, know, you got players – because as of now, there's just it's from the hotel to the field and back, and that's, that's all transportation there is, so, like, during the season. So, uh, reading here on Bleacher Nation, obviously this isn't um... – you know, an official, uh, an official MLB uh, website. However, it does link uh, Jeff Passan's tweet, and it says it goes into detail about the Arizona plan includes a May, late May, early June return with seven inning double headers and the players Mike Dump, and um, obviously the umpires would be robotic because they're trying to have as much social distancing as possible. This, I mean, this I completely agree with. I mean, I think uh, electronic strike zones, I, I think we're getting to the era where it's, it's soon going to be a thing. Like, it, there's going to be, like, umpires, but there, it, it's going to be electronic. Like, there's going to be no missed calls, less arguing, less, like, interaction between the players. Um, it, it's, it's a big thing, too. I mean, and then you got, <clears throat> yeah, well, it's, I mean, that's all it is. I mean, that's. The electronic umpires, and that's – I think it's a big thing for baseball. Yeah, I think um, this plan definitely needs to go through because, um, like we said, like you mentioned, how electronic umpires is – that could very well be in the future for baseball anyway, you know, moving into the future with, uh, you know, less argued calls, less ejections, and things like that. Mm. So – And with – We'll go ahead. Yeah, and, and with the double headers and stuff, I mean that's that is that's I think that's big. That's gonna get more games in, which is be, I think better for people and baseball as well. So you can maybe think about like regular scheduled like uh, World Series and postseason, and seven innings, so you're not forcing like you know you're not forcing a dead exact time for it to start and end. You're actually giving it a little bit time in between even too, so they can transport and stuff. And get breaks. So I, th- I think it's. I think that'll work. Doubleheading. Yeah, we were we were discussing this the other day. How um the probably how the doubleheaders would work. It would be one uh one game. Say for example, started at like two, and then the next game started at mm-hmm. seven. Then that would be you know that would be mm-hmm. a applicable. That would that would um be able to have you know get the games through and hopefully get the postseason started as normal. And obviously the plan with this is, you know, that they don't have to have the whole regular season like this and, you know, lead it into later, you know, even in late June, early July, you know, maybe late July towards August, but they get baseball and all the other major sports back up and running as usual. So yeah, with that, that leads us into our next topic. Um, is it real in your opinion is it realistic for the NFL's set timeline that they plan to start 
normal operations as usual in September, like, like normal. Is it, is that a real possibility in your opinion that the NFL starts as normal? No, I, and I say this because I've seen so many articles. I've seen so many things about how this, the pandemic is going to, it's going to, it's going to be a while. Yeah. I'm like, I've heard like at least another 12 months. I've, I've heard a lot of bad things, but I think honestly, if, if the NFL season is going to happen, I think at least there's going to be no preseason. And I think that's honestly maybe a good thing, not only because it's, you know, it's for the players' safety, but not only that, but like, I know as some NFL fans, they don't like the preseason. So it's, it could maybe be a good thing if they have the NFL season without the preseason. See, I, um, I disagree on that because um, I think – that, however, um, like unlike baseball, how it's kind of inevitable for players to be, you know, so close to each other. However, I think by September, you know, the pandemic could be under control that the NFL should be able to start, you know, by normal. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, whether that means limited to no fans, that's a very possibility, but at least like I think teams will be able to travel like normal and no um and no uh, no restraints on how the players travel and what they do in their spare time. Now Yeah, and I and I don't disagree with you that that there is a possibility that everything will be under control. But I think as as it's going right now, the possibilities are very low. But there is still I think there still is a possibility that we will get a full season in a football. See, um, also, that obviously I'm sure you've heard it on ESPN how um, the NFL has teamed up with EA Sports to have the draft done uh, virtually. And um, do you agree with that? Or do you think that the draft should just be done like over a phone call on e- and you should just be able to watch it on ESPN? Or do you, I... or do you think that that will make the draft more immersive, you know, even than seeing it in real life? I, I think the virtual thing is good. Uh, of course, it limits the interaction, which is a good thing. Um, but, you know, it, it, I think it's good because you're having a draft and you're, like, it's social distancing by itself. Like, it, it, I think it's a good thing. It's, I don't think there needs to be – it doesn't need to be just over phone call. I think, I think it's good. I th- I now, like do it. you think that the draft will be a little bit wacky because – Obviously, you know, the head coaches and the general, the coaches and the general managers and all the people in the front office can't get together in the war room and meet and discuss their picks. So do you think that could lead to some hasty decisions? I mean, possibly, but I think I think the the GMs and stuff, they'll be able to work around that. So I think they'll be able to, like, maybe they will make phone calls on picks and stuff, and they'll be able to interact with each other somehow, some way, to be able to make good picks. So do you think that because of that and because of the not being able to talk to each other in real life, that the clock for the draft times for all rounds needs to be raised? Because um, as we know, as we know, like, the draft, excuse me, especially the second and third days, like the draft seems to drag on, but um, do you yeah, think yeah. that it's still necessary to make it easier so that way teams aren't making poor decisions? Because 
you know, everyone can agree this this draft class is very talented. So yes, yeah. So I mean, I think I think where the time is at now, I think it's good. But again, like I said, if they're going to be able to need to reach each other somehow, some way, I do think maybe there needs to be a little bit of an extension. But it doesn't have to be, you know, substantial. It can just be maybe a couple extra minutes. I don't think it needs to be very long, though. Yes, I I agree on that, that there needs to be a little bit of an extension. Now, um, that leads us, you know, into our one. I think we're going to have two more topics to discuss today. The The NBA and NHL, unfortunately, due to the pandemic, had to, uh, suspend their seasons but both uh, leagues have stated that they are working towards solutions to uh, bring both of their uh, both of their leagues back into play now how realistic do you think it is that those leagues come back in like do you think that both leagues will be able to finish this season or do you think that these this the calendar year, will be finished for both the NBA and NHL, or do you think there will be playoffs? I mean, it's tough to say. I mean, it's kind of hard already because you had a couple NBA players from the Jazz and the Thunder, obviously, who were tested positive. So it's kind of hard to, like, be able to start back up after you knew that happened. But I think if – I'm thinking if the MLB can do it, I say I think NBA and NHL can do it if they put their circumstances in the same place with the uh, the MLB. Of course, there are different types of play, but I think there is still ways that they could maneuver their play that could make it safe for the players, coaches, and, of course, there will be no fans because that's just – that's how everything's going to be for a while until this pandemic is cleared out. So you obviously know more about hockey than I do, but as far as uh, basketball goes, I don't. I don't think there's any way that um, the season can be resumed as it is because, like in baseball, you can obviously like limit as much touching and things like that as possible. But like, say the Warriors are playing it because okay, so if the NBA season resumes, like Clay Thompson, Steph Curry will both be healthy, so. You know, say you're playing the Warriors, but you have to stand like a certain amount of away from them on defense. Well, then that's going to like ruin the game because then you're just leaving good three point shooting players wide open. So I don't think that's and there would almost be like no defense. It would honestly be who wins the tip, who, you know, whoever wins the tip basically wins the game because. Like, and there would be no point yeah. in shooting two-pointers when you have to be left wide open for three. So, you know, mm-hmm. in, ho- exactly. in hockey, I'm sure, like, there's a way that you can, you know, spread the teams out. But, uh, you know, maybe not. If I there's, mean, you know, I'm sure because that would limit the physicality of hockey, I'm sure, if you're. Yes, yeah. I mean, for hockey, it, it, it's going to be tough because it's a physical sport, contact sport, a lot of hitting, a lot of. You know, like head-to-head action, of course, when you're taking the face off, you're literally a foot away from the guy. So with hockey, it's going to be tough. And as you said, I, I seriously, I don't think that NHL and NBA will be able to continue their season. So that um, leads into, obviously, the off season. So for the NBA draft, I, I, I personally think that they – 
this year there should be a special exception where the draft lottery does is there I think there's a draft lottery in hockey too isn't there am I wrong on that or is there a draft lottery in the NHL as well I'm not I'm not sure I'll look that up but um at least for basketball I know that um obviously you know whoever has the worst record gets the highest odds but I think this year because especially if there's no playoffs that the draft lottery needs to be done away with and that um you know, just by record is how the draft works. And uh, hopefully you can resume the next year as soon as possible. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. And um, that leads us into, well, our last two topics. March Madness. Obviously, oh. the NCAA has canceled all of their uh, collegiate seasons for the winter and spring seasons. So that leads into the possibility if the NBA – does continue by July, well, then it is a possibility that the teams could have March Madness in July. However, like, I personally don't think it would work because some of the players wouldn't be willing to risk injury, especially if the draft is coming up. And it would be weird with, like, the seniors who already graduated, but they're, like, playing, like – a tournament after they yeah. graduate, so. Because they, they could already be living their life and, like, out of the school, like, do, you know, doing whatever. But, I mean, and it's going to be tough with the stadiums, too, because you have NBA that plays in, I, I mean, all the March Madness games are mostly played in NBA stadiums because they, mm-hmm. you know, because that's just where they're playing. But it's, it's going to be tough for them to do that because, you're going to have the NBA going on during that time, and you got to have so many games to fill, like, all 64 teams to get a game in for March Madness. It, it, I think for March Madness, I don't think it's going to be able to happen just because of how, like, tight the schedule is going to be, especially with the NBA stadium. So, um, with the MLB showing, uh, you know, their – they have plans for returns and I'm sure that NBA and NHL also have plans for their seasons to resume when it's safe. But the NCAA has shown that they um, obviously canceling their spring sports seasons. Do you think there's a possibility that if the MLB plan shows that it's has the ability to work, that um, there's a potential that like teams could only play their conference games and like they could re um, like, I guess uncancel would be the way to say it. Their spring, they'd be able to re to bring back their spring sports seasons, and but instead of having like out of conference games, you just play like if you're Oregon, you just play Pac-12 teams. So that way, you're only up in the Pacific Northwest. Do you think that's a possibility, or do you think the NCAA has shown that they're not willing to um, take any risks to have their athletes play? I mean. I think the NCAA is not willing to do it, but I think it is possible because I think if you have, like what the MLB is doing, they're going to probably only have in Arizona. So I think if you have every conference play in a certain state or a certain area and just have your conference games played there, I think it would work. But I don't think the NCAA is going to be willing to take a risk. Especially because their athletes are not getting paid to do 
So yes, yeah. And I think mm-hmm. under like the only circumstances that 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 would really work is if like every athlete got a one year scholarship to, which would be some kind of compensation for, you know, taking a risk to play. Mm-hmm. Now our last topic before we uh, sign off the XFL 2.0. That, I can say, has been the most entertaining football I have watched in a couple of years. <laughs> and um, it's unfortunate because, you know, they have the funding to keep going. However, they've unfortunately put forth, they haven't, they've said that there's no chance, there's no plan for them to uh, return in 2021. So, um, do you think, even though, like, they don't have a plan right now, do you think it's possible that if they still have the funding that in a couple of years the XFL, you know, makes a third comeback or, well, yeah, a third comeback? Yeah, yeah, I, I think it's possible. I mean, I honestly, I think I heard a lot of people say that, like, the XFL, it, it, this has been the best league they've seen in a while. Like, but, and it's, it's sad to see, like, how even though this league, like sounded and seemed to be great they still didn't have enough funding to continue it so I think I think that they will get the funding because all these people you know they love to see it I think there's going to be a way that they'll be able to fund it back and they'll bring it back I, I hope and I think that they there is a possibility well, that there will there'll be an XFL the XFL 2.0 like they really didn't do anything wrong you know they had great rests you know the the on yep. the sideline mm-hmm. reports and you know being up close with the celebrations and stuff like that was great but mm-hmm. it's unfortunate because they knew obviously because they were the last uh sports league in the North America in the United States to cancel their sports season as they tried yep. to play without fans even after the NBA and NHL and March Madness were all canceled or postponed but um I don't I unfortunately don't think it's uh possible because their best uh their best um like advisor who's Andrew Luck's uncle I think it's someone related to Andrew Luck but um he mm-hmm. was like the president of the XFL and he was unfortunately left off of the final call to decision making and that's where they decided to cancel their inaugural season so unfortunately oh. I don't think uh I don't think it's possible, although it would be amazing if it did. I just don't think it's a realistic yeah. possibility for them to regain that funding they had, especially after many of their star players have been signed to uh, NFL active rosters. Yep, yeah. Because um, mm-hmm. even like guys like P.J. Walker, who led uh, Houston, you know, he looked like an NFL-caliber quarterback. He looked better than a couple starters this year. You know, that's someone like him – could very well be signed to a young team while he was the face of the XFL. So why would I want to watch that when he's, you know, just in the NFL? Mm-hmm. But I think, yeah. I mean, I think it very well could be no. like an ABA situation where the, not a merger necessarily, but like some of the rules and um, like the easing up on players could very well be in the cards for the XFL, so that way their legacy kind of lives on as they'll, like, the kickoff rule and things like that will potentially be implemented into the NFL in the future. Yes, yes, yeah. I think there's some things, like, 
the from the XFL that should be implemented into the NFL. That's what makes it so great because the XFL they're willing to take this time to experiment with these new rules and maybe get the NFL thinking about them. Like the kickoff rule, I think should definitely be implemented into the NFL. I think indefinitely it should be. And my favorite part about the XFL was. It had, like, the spirit of the players, like, college football, because they all felt like they were playing for something. But it, ha- but it had the mm. professional level of play, like the NFL. Like, obviously, the athletes and the players weren't as good as NFL players, but it had, mm. like, a professional feel to it. But it also had an amazing, like, all the players had spirit, and they felt like they were playing for something. And I think that's the NFL's biggest mm. problem is that, it feels too, like, commercialized and scripted that the players... Like, there are a few players that play with a ton of emotion, but most of the players, mm-hmm. you know, they're just like, okay, I go out, I get paid, you know, I go home. It's And that's and that's the thing about the XFL that made it so great. Like, you, you know, you see so many NFL players, like, they're just doing it for the money. And that, I mean, and of course, that's their job. I mean, they're going out and playing football to get money, and be on TV and all do all this other stuff. But the XFL, I mean, they're just out there having fun. They're doing, you know, they're like college. They're playing for something, and they're going out there and giving it their all and having fun. Like, you the compare the NFL to any other major North American sport, and they easily have the least amount of, like, energy and emotion in their players. Like, you know, someone hits a clutch shot in the NBA, like, it's – you know, big, someone makes a huge hit in hockey, it's, you know, or scores a game-winning goal. Oh, yeah. That's, or, you know, hits a bomb in the majors, like, you know, you see a lot of emotion out of those players, especially from guys like Bryce Harper and Joey Gallo, and, but Uh, in the NFL, like, a big hit or something, like, you have the Aaron Donalds, the Vaughn Millers of the world, but then you have the guys that are so talented, but they just, you know, go and waste their careers, you know, doing dumb stuff. And Yeah, I, I know. Just getting caught up in, in drugs and stuff, and, that, and that's what ruins it. Like, you you could have an incredible life, an incredible season, all that stuff. It, it takes one thing to ruin it all for you, and then it, that changes your life forever. And that's, and that's the problem with the NFL. Like, I know – it happens in other leagues as well, but I think I, I feel like I see it. Exactly. Like you don't way. hear like people getting suspended for weed in basketball or foot or in baseball nearly as yeah. much or baseball or hockey. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's just, it's just the emotion of the NFL that really makes it feel like a dull league. It's like the same thing every year. It feels like, you know, mm-hmm. and hopefully this year it's gets shaken up a little bit with obviously the Patriots dynasty coming to an end, and uh, you know teams like the Ravens mm-hmm. and the Chiefs on the rise. It feels like I'm hopefully seeing this because it seems to be true, but it seems like it's out with the old, like it's out with the Steelers and the Patriots and teams like that, yeah. and it's in with the Chiefs and the yeah the new generation of the new era of football with all these young kids and teams that used to be good are now rising to the top and the old teams that were good. Like just, you know, as you said, the Patriots Steelers and all those other teams are kind of falling to the bottom. So I think it's, we're in a new era of football and I think, I think it's going to be great. What the football And I, I really hope that people like Lamar Jackson and uh, Patrick Mahomes, there's more people like that, like that just play with, 
love for yeah. like they play mm-hmm. for the love of football. They don't play, you know, to get paid. They play for winning the Super Bowl and things like that. And like take Tom Brady for example. Okay, the greatest great the greatest quarterback of all time, six Super Bowls. He like obviously, you know, you see his points where he get where he gets emotional and excited. But if you looked at the last Super Bowl like against the Rams, like the Patriots, like they didn't even seem that excited. Like it just seemed like a routine thing for them. And I think. Yeah. And they, I mean, it, it I mean, it, they seem like they walked right over the Rams too. I, I don't, that's, that's a Super yeah. Bowl. I wish I would forget. <laughs> but that's all, um, that's all the topics we have for uh, today. We'll be back uh, next yep. Saturday. Thank you guys for listening. This is the weekly Barker. Peace.